Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 92nd episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio-Technica. I'm also humble host, Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan8bit. Joined today, my two partners in crime, Salim Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD, and Ali Hart, who can be found at Miss Ali Hart. Welcome back to the Hungry Gamers Satellite Edition, episode 2.0. How you doing? Hey. Hey. I'm all good. I'm well tired. good. You're tired, are you? Yeah. Why? I think uh, weekend festivities is uh, <laughs> a lag, unfortunately. I'm excited to hear all about it. Uh, there's a serious case of FOMO running through my uh, bloodstream at the moment, so I, I can't wait to to hear of all these amazing exploits and adventures and chaos and everything else in between you three or you two and everyone else that you were hanging out with got up to uh, over the weekend at RTX. Um, Shenanigans. Did did you want to? Did we just dive straight into that and tell us tell us all about it, or do you want to talk about what we've been playing first? What do you what do you want to do? What do, what do you want to do, Ali? I'll let you decide. You might as well just rip the bandaid off right away. Shouldn't wow, we? painful, painful, painful. Especially if you haven't shaved in that particular spot. Oh, actually, speaking of band aids, I had to place band aids on my bloody heels because of RTX Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, someone here thought that they were wearing good convention shoes uh she was incorrect <laughs> what did you think were the good shoes um they were vans but they were like anniversary edition they looked badass they were black and gold Ooh. they looked good didn't they sam they they did look good can i give you a hot tip and i'm a bit ashamed of myself for not sort of um adhering to it on day one but thongs thongs are like the all-terrain footwear <laughs> the all-terrain footwear. but no, so good. everyone's Stepping on each other. NATO, NATO's got my back now because NATO wore thongs and I know he loved it. So I, I bet he probably he wore socks with thongs. Like it's, it's a good look. It's, it never looks bad. Like even with my feet, I've got hobbit feet and they still look amazing in thongs. Get, get a good pair of Javianas. The only problem with that is if, say, you don't know where the night's going to take you and you don't have time to get changed and get some closed footwear on, you might not get let into places. You've got to you've got to make a lifestyle decision there. If I can't get into the place I'm going with thongs on, it's not a place I want to be in. So that's like, Touché. yeah, that's that's a rule I live by now, Brendan. Shame on those dirty thong elitists, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Nightclubs, fuck that. Mm. Who needs them? Yeah. They're made with the same quality rubber and adhesives than bloody clothes shoe elitists are wearing too, you bunch of dogs. Yeah. And my feet breathe better for it. It's a win. Breathe it's it's just, they do. They breathe so much better than I, if you're I will admit shoes. you feel a lot cooler wearing thongs, like yeah. physically, um, with your general general health as opposed to clothes shoes. Okay. All right. So, like, my I go back to my original statement here with thongs. So, like, I, everyone who has seen me at a convention has seen me at least wear my boots like mm-hmm. once. They're good boots. And that's bec- they are good boots. And my ass kicking boots, I've called them that before. And the pers- the reason why I wear these is because of people who, you know, get a little too close, don't watch where they're walking. At least if there's a battle of footsies, I'm always going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I'm always going to win that battle. But unfortunately, boots are also not comfortable. So yeah. that, 
I went with the sneaker route. So you've got, um, but if but you've got if you've too. got like your a handbag or something, you could sneak some little ballet flats in there, couldn't you? Mm. As a secondary I mean, option, could. isn't that isn't that a <laughs> standard thing? I don't want to like um, generalize here, but uh, isn't that kind? It's definitely like a festival generalize, must. Do it, isn't it? To wear it. like flats um, well, or something, or like a night out big, must. Big surprise! I'm not a very girly girl, so no. What was in its place was. Um, my new little gimbal thing, the toy that I was using, oh, heck yeah. just like for camera stabilizing. So that was mm. in there, mm-hmm. as opposed to comfortable shoes. I guess I should have put brought like flip flops in. Mm-hmm. Wear thongs, yeah. Ones. Thongs are trust me, you can never go wrong. Yeah, but mistakes were made. My the back of my heels are butchered. Um, and thongs, unless, ha- unless okay, I want to know what are the comfiest shoes that aren't flip flops. If people know what the comfiest shoes for cons are, I would love to hear them. I, I just I run I just run Nikes with the biggest amount of fluffy cushion on the bottom I've got mm. all about that comfort and then a good pair of thick socks but only ankle thick socks so I've got that extra layer of cushion again I also think that's where I failed I had very thin socks as yeah. well yeah, yeah. Mm. but they were R2D2 socks so. oh heck yeah they were they were, they were good they were alright mm. but yeah thongs and thongs have no backs so it would have been like perfect for you in your condition afterwards yeah yeah Great, great RTX coverage. Anyway, what else? <laughs> cutting, cutting edge. Uh... This is this is the important stuff, guys. Comfortable footwear and conventions. But we did walk the floor of RTX Sydney. Mm-hmm. It was massive. It uh, lots and lots of booths, lots of different things to check out. Um, quite a few empty titles that I didn't get to catch, unfortunately, because everyone was always crowding around them. There was also some uh, Dragon Balls. Hang on. So how do I say this now? Dragon Ball Fighters. 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 I thought it's Fighters. Z. No, it's Fighters. No, they they confirmed it or something like that. Yeah. So it's com- mm. Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm. There was a competition going on near the Razor booth, I think, as well. A lot of giveaways. Someone was giving away a PC, I believe. So those, and then also those booths oh. are the worst. Like I hate. It's not that I hate, but it's just those are like the booths you have to actively avoid at conventions if you don't want to get trampled or your ear yelled in. Because there's always like one hype man who's got like a hat <laughs> and like an M wave bag or something to flog, and he'll make everyone yell for it, and you've just got to dodge. Yeah, that it get it can get quite chaotic actually if you accidentally just seem to be walking through that pile of people at that moment in time, <laughs> mm. you will get crushed. You will get crushed. So so tell me some some highlights. Let me feel that FOMO in its full force. What did you get up to? Tell me about day 1. Maybe let's do that. Break down day 1, the Saturday, and then tell me about Saturday evening into the Sunday. I want to know okay, all the things. So Saturday, we kind of like muddled our way in, tried to feel the floor out and pretty much see what was on offer. And then the panels, I've got to say, were a bit off. I don't know if anyone remembers the previous year where there were private rooms. It mm-hmm. seemed like most of the panels were out there on the showroom floor yeah. and right by by each other, like right next to each other. So there was a bit of competing space. They did provide seating, but I think it was for select people. I can't confirm. All I know is for the Sugar Pine 7 podcast panel that um, I watched, um, we got seating, thank God. Yeah. Um, that was funny. I, I don't really follow Sugar Pine 7. Um, I get that they're kind of awkward, but how bad they were with getting like audience members on stage and just pretty much <laughs> just 
shitting what on do you, What do you mean by that? Like, as in bad, as in they were struggling to get somebody up or they just didn't do it the right way or...? It's because, like, like I, if people are not familiar with Sugar Pine 7, it is this uh, mock vlog series kind of channel and... Um, it's it's just it's just the persona, it's the, the the awkwardness, it's the behaviors, and so what they did to fill the time of a podcast, which they were essentially saying they had no nothing prepared, they would get audience members on stage and ask random questions, and because you know we're all all really awkward nerds, um, that interaction just was always a bit off. You could flip me off, Sam, as much as you. I'm want flipping Brendan that. off. I'm flipping Brendan oh, off. Yeah, can't tell. on your behalf, well, Ali. Why am I getting flipped off? I don't know. You just don't seem interested enough, Brendan. Pep it up, son. Pep it up. I'm listening I'm to talking, the story. <laughs> sorry. I am talking. When the female talks, we zip. <laughs> but um, a lot of uh, shitting on Australia, but it was funny. So, Although they did say something about our war memorial. Oh, don't you dare talk down about our war memorial. Which one? No, they were talking down about it. They were just a bit curious about the bullet statues. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the one yeah. in Canberra, um, just near Russell. Right. It's pretty okay. fantastic, actually. Mm. I don't know it. But they, okay. like, uh, the Rooster Teeth guys love Sydney. They always mm. stick around for a few extra days anyway. So, But, um, yeah, after that panel, as usual, we got hungry. So. Nothing wrong um, with that. I wanted, a, I wanted a margarita, and uh, Guzmán y Gómez were downstairs. Oh, so yes. Frozen, yeah, yeah, the one down near Betty's there on the, on the sort of little grass oh, area. Oh, my God. First time I ever had Betty's Burgers. Holy crap. I'm so happy because it is legit, isn't it? That is the most amazing fucking burger. I didn't realize Australia could produce good burgers like this. It was raining on us and this was dinner Saturday night. Um, well, the the queues would have been crazy too, wouldn't it? Was the lineup real bad? It wasn't too bad for nighttime, but there were, at lunchtime it was terrible. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, nighttime I per- I sat in the rain. I didn't care. I um I ate that burger because by God, it was really good. I don't appreciate having to pay for my pickle though. Yeah, that that's a surprise. Like I I don't mind that because obviously I'm I'm not very pro pickle, but uh, yeah, they're they're one but of the best burgers in, in Australia. Yeah, I do. Yeah, mm. classic with extra bacon, uh, onion rings with Betty sauce and a vanilla shake. That's my go-to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what else did we do on the Saturday as well? Oh, we had some competitive uh, gaming on Saturday, didn't we? That we did, yeah. Sam. So, I'll um, I'll just fill in some blanks here. We also had Benny and Nato with us, uh, <laughs> who were... Well, don't give me Sorry. that. You, you totally haven't even said that once. We had Benny and Nato, uh, and we all did a bit of a walk around. Um, I'm not having a stab, Ali. I'm just filling in some blanks. And if you were having a stab, you'd be losing right now. <laughs> <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Um, before maybe we'll talk about that afterwards. Like we, everyone came back to my place in the afternoon and we played a bit of Dragon Ball Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighter Z, depending on whether you do or don't listen to Bandai. Um, yeah, I don't. And yeah, and that was like that concludes my RTX experience basically because I didn't make it back for day two thanks to that night. Uh <laughs> it was a big, um, a little gathering, I guess, of people um, who were at RTX. They were at like the bowling alley next to it, and yeah, a lot of drinks and a lot of a lot of fun banter. With oh, some people we sorry, love. Sam. The detail you missed there was people were at the bowling alley for a Twitch party. <laughs> oh, way to forget that detail, Sam. I think Sam. I'm really angered. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was a Twitch get together at the bowling alley that night. Yeah, but I'm not a Twitch. And Sam person. probably forgets it because um, he got blottoed. So <laughs> no, I really remember it very clearly. Um, yeah, I'm not a Twitch streamer this, though. This is good. I need some popcorn. I'm yeah. watching this unfold via webcam at the moment. It's hilarious. It's I hope the universe is so happy that even via satellite, this uh, this interaction still stays true. Mm-hmm. What so, that, what does that mean? So, Saturday, did you guys roll in sort of when it opened at 10-ish? What else did you do apart from watch the Sugar Pine panel and do a walk around? Well, I tried to catch the Funhouse panel um, where they did the Google Trends Um but unfortunately, due to sound levels and such, I could barely catch what was happening. So, and you're not a, if you're not in the zone, you had to keep moving. So, mm. they certainly weren't do... using Audio Technica equipment there. That's the problem. Hell no, see? they definitely weren't. Definitely weren't. So, but so, yeah, so, so Saturday, so Saturday ended up after a couple of panels and a walk around and some some Guzman and some Bettys. Mm. You were at a bowling alley. You were getting blotto. Got a bit rowdy. A lot of people were yeah. there. Yeah, actually, it was a very popular event. Um, due to a certain other location, sh- shutting a bit early, we actually ended up staying at the bowling alley because that closed at 1 a.m. So. Oh, I'm assuming that might have been the, the spawn of Point. Yeah, I was a bit surprised. Mm, that 1 a.m. liquor license. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> now we know. It was closed a lot sooner. Um, it was closed at like 11.30, so no one bothered to go there. You Yuck. know what I mean? Yeah, not great. So, um, yeah, I don't know. RTX, I think a lot of people feel the same way. It wasn't really as entertaining as it was last year. It's hard to beat last year. It had Kojima and it had yeah. it had an unreleased Nintendo console um, available for people to play. So that's a mm. huge kind of combination that appeals to people outside of the rooster teeth um, sphere, I guess. Yeah, there and wasn't really there wasn't really a crown jewel like last year. Like like Kojima is probably the biggest get you could find in the gaming space. Yeah, like not necessarily the peak of all the crazy hype or the Death Stranding stuff, but certainly like at that time where it was mm-hmm. announced. I think it was announced what maybe a couple. When was Death Stranding announced? E three. Yeah, E three in uh, twenty sixteen. So it was about eight months later. Yeah, eight months. Later. Yeah. So anyway. Um, also, there was less floor space, so there wasn't any kind of upstairs um, panels happening this time around. Uh, and the space they had, uh, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, it just felt like a shop. I was in a big shop, and I was just kind of rolling around. Um, it it's was all right. It's just, yeah, like there was actually nothing to keep you there unless you're, I don't know. Um, Queuing up huge... for, for photos or an autograph or something? Yeah, unless you're like a huge diehard fan. And it was even funny talking to some fans, like especially like kind of funny fans. It doesn't seem like it's, you know, if you're in for one, you're in for them all. It seems like you're in for very select things. Mm-hmm. Like you might be a kind of funny fan, but nothing else or an achievement hunter guy or a like Sugar Pine 7 person. And or fun else. Or Funhouse, sorry, or Funhouse. And it just seems like there wasn't enough, um, uh, I suppose, for people to interact with to experience the other things. And certainly as someone who doesn't really sit anywhere in any of those groups, you know, I'm not like a diehard fan of any of them. I'm an overall fan. I like, you know, Rooster Teeth and what they do. Um, But I don't really like hang out for their stuff. It's like hard to actually work out what I should be doing on the floor. Okay. As, as a fan, I'm going to say that I was disappointed in the sense that I felt like there was less opportunity to have a real 
full-on uh, experience. I would have preferred if I got to experience a panel in a more enclosed space, have a chair, like be able to see them clearly. Even though if you got a chair seat, you couldn't actually see the stage clearly, you were still depending on the, um, the screens. Big screens. Yeah, so... Um, it, so I definitely think that setup wasn't ideal. Is but, like I'm I'm just having a guess and I haven't seen any numbers or anything like that. But is it they've sold less tickets so they could maybe lease more space to have the 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 ballrooms or the the theater rooms to do these sort of more intimate enclosed spaces? Or did it feel like there was more people there? Wouldn't you have? This is the interesting thing. It's I heard that there was there was panels that were set aside and they were for the VIP guests. VIPs got specific panels that they got to watch I think on the spot was one of them there were other ones that they got to watch that were VIP exclusive and I believe those were actually in an auditorium of some variety okay so and, it was hidden um, behind a paywall that's what I'm thinking I don't want to say that because I don't know if that's true and I mm. hope it's not because that's a real fucking kick in no, the I think it's but... more I think there's more to it like they they did interviews last year of course you guys know that super well you can still find your both your interviews on YouTube I'm sure but like this year, no interviews, and uh, like I feel like you'd have the floor space before you'd have the ticket numbers. You know what I mean? Otherwise, how how much yeah. do you know you can sell? Was so, it because I I saw like being an outsider for this one? I saw there was some controversy with um, just amateur photographers or people who didn't have media passes getting getting kicked out or in some trouble for taking photos on the show floors or the general walkthrough space because there was other events spaces. going on. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, maybe it was just there was a, a more Lego massively one. booked, booked uh, convention center. I don't know. Yeah, there, there was a Lego event, so there were actually families around as well. So. Yeah, yeah, and they don't want that stranger danger. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to be honestly negative on these kind of events because, like, I I honestly appreciate as a fan that they're they're trying to make this effort to bring those people out. So it's really hard to be negative and say, oh, I didn't like it. I wasn't, a, I didn't, you know, enjoy it kind of thing without, you know, seeming ungrateful. Mm. If that I makes get sense. You. No, I kind of disagree with that. Like 90% yeah, of the... Yeah, but you're not on the same level of fandom as I am. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying if like it's, if it's meant to be an engaging experience for anyone who buys a ticket and 90% of the show falls a shop, it makes it kind of hard to deal with that. Um, and I like, I appreciate that. Like they're putting on a show, but they're also trying to make money. And it feels like they exactly. were kind of leaning, they were leaning a bit too much in that direction this year, mm. or they just had and nothing. And that's and error. that's fine. Yeah, like, you, like I would, if I was um, going to go next year, I would get a one day ticket, because um, I, I like I wasn't there for two days, obviously, because I got blotto. But uh, <laughs> but I just after like the first day, I didn't really see what else you could do on the second day, aside from specific panels, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like if you were hanging out for one thing, yeah. Were they were they taking like any of the booths that were showing games and stuff? I guess there wasn't really any any first looks at games. There were that it was just a lot of the same old stuff no. you might have seen at like EB Expo and even at PAX and things like that. I'm assuming there was a little bit. Like I felt like there was less still. Like last year they had like a big Microsoft booth with I think it was Halo it was Wars. Halo 2. Wars, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that was like missing. That. They had yeah, a was- that a vibe there last year. That was missing. Um, they had like Dragon Ball Fighters. They had. Uh, some it indie titles, there. yeah. Um, mm. but yeah, they're like they're, again, just not 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 a great deal. I sound really negative. I sound I'm super like it. negative. It was like it's a fifty dollars ticket. It's not it's meant hard. to be like the greatest show in the world, but it's like yeah, it's hard not to. 
Yeah, exactly. And like you said, like yeah. you mentioned earlier on, it's really, really hard to hype up something, especially following after last year's. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah last year's hard. last year's was phenomenal. Like, um, we, we had a ripper of a time. Uh, I think we used our time pretty well. We got to play a ton of Nintendo Switch. Remember the fun yeah. we had just playing Switch? Yeah, that yeah. was good. Um, that things was like so that. Like when we got into that other closed off area and played snipper clips for like an hour and a half, it felt like. <laughs> just mucking around in there. Lettuce, yeah. um, First look. Yeah. 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 Like that was that was sweet. So it's no doubt they'll be back again. Um, Australia's rabid for anything tied to that RT uh, community and, and all the little offshoots underneath it. Uh, there was a lot especially there was a lot of people upset that none of the kind of funny people went there but I don't think that was going to break the show as a whole like even if they were there it sounds like just the overall you wouldn't have got to structure it, yeah. of it wouldn't have changed much anyway um, maybe mm. another panel where people wouldn't be able to see or some bad audio if you weren't close so hopefully hopefully this is more of an outlier and not a not a consistent thing long term when it rolls around next year no doubt yeah we'll see what changes hopefully so Sunday hopefully. Miss Hart, you rolled in on Sunday. Dream was uh, nursing a big old hangover. Uh, Ali was nursing some uh, friggin' sore ankles. Uh, returned to the show floor. Unfortunately, missed my funhouse, my second funhouse panel that I was hoping to get to. Um, and then, oh, and the other interesting thing, like uh, that, I don't know if people know this about RTX. Is in order to so people can actually get signatures and maybe a photo with their favorite Rooster members, they usually do tickets mm-hmm. and yep. time slots so you can go get a signature. But on Sunday, they actually had the Rooster members on the floor, like in the middle of the floor. And you sort of and- just roll up to them. Yeah, there was like a snake line of like different lines to go oh, meet wow. them all. It was it was actually quite. Bizarre. Yeah, because last year they had them sort of um, to the right of that main stage area there, just yeah. sort of seated, and obviously there was still a snake line that you'd queue up for with your times. But yeah, that's I don't know. Yeah, it was. I don't know if it was a case like maybe they kind of felt like they owed it, or there was a lot of time shortages. Mm. But yeah, that was that was weird. It was cool because it was good seeing them on the floor and just seeing that. It was actually really nice to seeing some really sweet, genuine fan interactions and stuff with these guys. Which is always key to remember, like, in the end, that, like, that these people do have such a positive effect on some people's lives. Yeah, so. I, I saw a That's lot of why, photos. This is why this matters. A lot like, of photos and matters. videos on Twitter and Instagram, just just with genuine joy, not only from from the fan, but seeing, you know, the smiles and the emotions on the, the, the people from Rooster Teeth, you know, having yeah. a hug or a handshake or a high five or whatever, like, and that was nice. That was nice to see. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to, like, a lot of people need to understand as well that if they ever are on the floor, and they're usually between events, so sometimes they're being shuffled to the event and they mm-hmm. can't stop. Yeah. They can't stop and say hey and stuff. So it's a really, yeah, conflicting experience, unfortunately, for, you know, fans and the Rooster Teeth guys. So. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to buy something, but then, as Sam said, it kind of just felt like it was already, like, just a bunch of shops anyway, mm-hmm. so I could probably have gotten it anywhere yeah i i wanted the um kojima productions t- t-shirt with the side like with the pocket oh. print no that's not what i heard that you wanted oh although i heard you wanted the giant statue oh i said that too yeah but you know gotta, oh. gotta be realistic here um but no i want to get that and, and then i just looked on the hanabi website and saw it on there for 30 bucks or whatever so i bought it the other day anyway so oh okay Hmm. I was lucky. Nato brought a sweet, sweet shirt. It was the anti hente hente club shirt. Yeah, he's Hente. he's been eyeing that off for a while. Yeah, yeah. definitely was... since packs. Yeah, 
little creep. Looks good. Suits him. Mm. Yeah, you know yeah, what else? Sense. You know what else looks good? Because I'm going to segue the heck out of this. Yeah. And it suits me to a T is Hunt Showdown. A game I've oh, been yeah. playing in extreme early, early, early access. So early that the servers are currently down getting uh, maintenance and upgrades for the last several days. Uh, but know. it is... It's, it's hard to describe um, as far as what it would be, but the closest you could compare it to is almost like Evolve meets a Battle Royale game. So there, there's 10 hunters in the map uh, and you can play as a solo or as a duo. So there's there's 10 hunters or five teams of two if we just go it that way. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a big bad like a boss that you everyone on the, on the map has to try and find to kill. And once you kill it, you get a bounty and then that bounty then shows up on the map. So the other hunters could either wait for another guy to kill said monster then kill the hunt to get the bounty and then escape or they could try and take on the big bad themselves so it's it's interesting there's tons of random ai's where like zombies and dogs and, and a whole slew of nightmarish enemies uh, what that's it's, crazy it's pretty crazy like it's it's the location it's sort of set in like a louisiana swamplands and yeah. you're playing like as cowboy looking dudes from let's say somewhere in the 1800s um late 1800s maybe something like that so the vi- it looks really really good like it's a it's a tech alpha it's running on the crytech engine uh it, it looks phenomenal it plays pretty well there's only two servers at the moment um and the two the two main bosses there's a spider level and then there's another guy called the butcher and it is intense holy crap um it sounds like the division yeah, a little bit to a degree. Like if you're talking like the dark zone or whatever the heck it is. Oh, talking about the matter of fact of like everyone can reach a certain like place to get like a bounty or a, you know a payout. However, someone can actually wait to the sides and just wait till someone mm. else does all the hard work and then take it. Yeah, so. and and like because there's there's three there's three exit points on the map. So even if you just wanted to go in and kill some of the lower just general AI and farm them, get get some XP and some some cash out of that, you could farm them for a bit and then just go straight to the exit there's not like a timer where it's just over after 10 minutes you could drop in kill some people drop out straight away because right. the characters the hunters you've got they're on permadeath so you level them up but if you die in game he's gone for good and then you've got to start fresh with another one so there's that risk reward to it as well um there's a isn't there like some way to transition your progression though to the next character no not at all i really? say like they've all got unique names and, and outfits and, and traits and whatnot and yeah so let's say john headhunter jones or whatever the heck his name is he dies in that level he's gone for good you move on to the next one so he might be level 50 kitted out with good weapons new traits and things he's dead you start from the end again and from scratch with like from a scratch, fresh loadout with a fresh loadout so it's it's really cool in that uh, regard where you you want to be aggressive but you don't and you tie that into there's only the two missions to play at the moment but then there's you can play it in daytime or nighttime and nighttime it is pretty well pitch black um you can use lanterns and things like that but then using them obviously it's going to give you position away to the other hunters so there's this real cat and mouse element to it especially in the in the nighttime missions um it's it's really really fun and for for tech alpha um they're doing really well really well it feels good plays good we didn't encounter any bugs or, or bizarre DCs and things. It's just because it's only a North American and a European server, there's a slight bit of latency to be expected. But other than that, um, we're just hanging out for it to come back online because we want to get back into it. I signed up. Yeah, I'm hoping you get a key because it is a ton of fun. And the good thing too is they're allowing people to stream it and make video. 
Um, when you look at oh. some of the other alphas and that out there, they don't, you know, you're under NDA, you can't talk about it, you can't share any information. They're completely saying, community, share it, tell us your pain points, tell us the things you love, let's build this thing together. Um, I'm, I'm in the Discord for it. No, like, mm. I like it because in the Discord, there's complete visibility. Like, they're saying, hey, put your wish list ideas in here, your pain points, your, your dropouts, your error codes, um, things mm. you've done, share it all. So there's this real sense of, of bonding and, and sort of working on this thing together in there. There's a lot of shit talking okay. as well. I but... just, I kind of thought it was a bit cocky in the sense that like, it, like I understand um, having it accessible on Twitch and social media and all that kind of feedback and being good pub- publicity and a good way to get free advertising for your game. But in the same sense, like it's safe. You encountered a lot of bugs or in case you, witnessed a lot of shitty things then that could just also do a head flip and be bad publicity for the game yeah like i'm just like that's why i think it's a little bit cocky just to be like i'll I'll say one thing there is there is a bit of hostility in that discord from time to time um where there is a random dropout or getting this error 100 or whatever they're calling it um but then at the same time the community manager in there straight away and the developers they're like and hey taking that aboard we're sorry just bear with us we're working on this like there's a lot of a lot of transparency which is something i don't think you see in games these days how many how many people are in the alpha do you know um i don't know in the discord um there's several thousand people in the discord but not all not all of them have the key Uh, right there's a lot of people waiting i'd say i'm going to take a guess and say there might be a thousand with the key at the moment it could be way off but just the general consensus from what i see with people waiting and people talking about the game it's sort of a 50 50 split so yeah cool it sounds awesome i was um yeah and like that that you can stream tech alpha sounds like a pretty good way to hype it you know Mm. it's it's hella fun it's hella fun and playing with duos uh trying to communicate with with your squad mate because you get killed you go down they've got i think 10 seconds to revive you obviously so there's that element where there's emphasis on teamwork uh you're low on ammo all the time too so even if you do want to be gung-ho you can run out of bullets pretty quick and then you're stuck with your fists or maybe a knife if you pick it up uh so there's that sort of permadeath survival element to it is nuts like i was just sort of creeping around a barn so slowly and cautiously the other day because i didn't want to set anything off and then because it was dark i walked through these chains just rattled it everywhere then there's this guy shoot me from around the corner and there's dogs barking and crows <laughs> flying it's just oh my god the heart just what's it like to actually take down a bounty it feels good feels really good so so it is hard it is hard like it's because i guess they're going to work on the ai a little bit for the for the main bosses it was like once you worked out you could sort of just kite them around certain things it wasn't too bad but they are big and the spider is big and it moves so freaking quick uh Mm. so it's it's intense trying to kill that thing um but yeah it's cool because you start all on this big swamp land area you don't know where the, the the boss is so you look for three clues and then once you get that third clue to say okay it's in it's in this church or it's in this barn and everyone knows where it is so then it's just a rush to it or do you wait um and then when you kill it obviously you got your bounty and then you got to try and escape to get that tasty xp so um yeah crytek doing really really good job using the cry engine really really happy with it so far nice nice what else have you been up to um, just While servers use, are down, use playing a lot more uh, PUBG custom custom matches, um, and some more Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Worlds. So, been grinding a little bit on that, killing those big baddies. But other than that, man, it's just the same old. So I don't really need to talk too much on the pub. Everyone knows how it plays by now. Uh, but yeah, hunt showdown. 
it's it's i'm hyped i'm keen as beans to uh get back into it some more i'm jealous i'm too nervous to pick that up mm. it seems yeah. it seems stressful like super stressful I'm more worried about the hype thing where it's like I finally decide to cave and dedicate some time to this game and then everyone's kind of over it. Ah, yeah, and like Monster Hunter World seems to be like, I don't know, like definitely the biggest time sink of quarter one this year. Not time sink Mm. is in like a waste, but just like what everyone's going to be into. Uh I haven't heard a single bad thing about that game. I could tell you a couple. Could you? Yeah, that you can only choose a cat, not a dog. Yeah, that's that's uh. one. Um, the controls at times can be a bit clunky, especially trying to lock on to enemies. Um, and I don't know the guy when you when you roll when you run and you climb walls, you look weird. It's this weird animation where I'm just like, it's like it's not, I'm obviously it's not going to stop me from breaking like buying the game, but I'm just looking at it, I'm like, Ugh. those are like those yes. are like really really uh, like nitpicky sort of criticisms of the game. Mine's valid. <laughs> Mine's perfectly valid. No, the, the con- like the 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 controls and the the locking onto enemies can be a bit of a pain in the butt. That one's fair. Yeah, that one's yeah. fair. But other than that, I really like it. Monster Hunter Worlds is fantastic. It's just as you said, Dream. Like it is so grindy. Um, I was talking to Xpaz, who's a streamer out in New Zealand, and he is playing this thing from dawn till dusk, pretty much every day. And he's you know hunter rank twenty now with. 70 hours or something into the damn game and i'm sitting there lowly at hunter rank six with like i don't know 20 hours in the game so you sit there and it just gets too overwhelming i think mm. but i like That's it i haven't i haven't played it yet i like i can't bounce off you just yet but i, I am picking it up um i think i'll pick it up this week because i'm now at my like the end of my rope on the two games i got i had um yeah so maybe maybe you just need a friend Another mm. good friend in there. We can take, um, you know, your level six guy, my guy. Ali will bring a guy, and a, oh, no, and a cat. No, you don't want to bring your. Do you have it, Ali? No, I'm, like I said, I don't want to get into it. I'm scared that all the hype will go. Plus, I don't want a cat. I'm not a cat person. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's, some of the scenes with them though is pretty goddamn adorable. Like I'm, I'm a dog guy through and through. But I love my little Pelico. It's, it's, and the fact you little kitty mount in his little outfits. Oh my goodness. I feel like some weird clucky cat parent right now. Ew. Ew. What about you, What have you, you guys Ali? been playing? Tell me the things. Well, I've only been playing just one single game uh, lately. It's called Banished. I may have brought it up previously. It's pretty much a strategy city builder game where you are pretty much looking after townspeople. And, um... Fuck, that's a time sink. And I can't explain how dedicated i am to these townspeople and how devastated i get when they start starving um not my fault not my fault and then i get really pissed off because if they they stop banging they stop having kids and then if they don't have kids then i don't have workers when the parents die it's a vicious cycle it's a very vicious cycle i'm learning a lot about society apparently you can't be a loner in life no. this is what i'm learning so how, how do you um, how do you make and them people don't recommence, like pumpkin. recommence the banging once they stop Feed them, oh, okay presumably. i had to I, I have to i had to google this so apparently when a man and a woman love each other very much no um so you've got to have a house so everyone has a house but if you have too many houses then people do what i would do and live in a house by myself Oh. And then because they're in a house by themselves, apparently that means you don't want to do coitus and then you just die alone. My God. That's so, that's that's 
interesting social know, commentary. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing bad things. Like the economy was great. Everyone was getting stone houses. Um, made too many. <laughs> People stopped fucking. I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> Ah, bloody stone this houses. This is what I learned. But yeah, so I've probably delved about uh, 10 hours in the past two days with this damn game um, because I just get so into it. Mm. I just get so into it. People don't like pumpkin. That's the other thing. See, that's a shame because I love pumpkin. I think pumpkin's I phenomenal. Pumpkin. I hate pumpkin. Bit of roast it's pumpkin gross. out of the oven. It's Sign great. me up. It's great. Oh, that's like the worst thing about a Sunday. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I always say no. No to buy roast pumpkin. <sighs> yeah. But I want to try pumpkin pie. Americans love that pumpkin shit. Pumpkin pie's legit. Bit of cinnamon on I don't top. Understand. <laughs> I don't understand how is that a dessert. It's a dessert, right? Because you put some ice cream or cream on top. That makes, any, that makes okay, anything so a dessert. Okay, dessert. Wait, what? <laughs> apple, pumpkin pie. Apple pie's a dessert. It's the same concept, isn't it? Yeah, because apple's a dessert. Like, apple, sorry, apple's a fruit. So that can go into dessert. Pumpkin is not. I don't think that's how it works. But then, because then it's like, it's if you start splitting heads, it's like pavlova is technically just eggs and eggs are kind of breakfast and it's just too many layers. Eggs go in cake. Mm. Too many. Yeah, but eggs is like primarily pav. And sugar. Eggs and sugar. Too many layers. So that, that's the percentage <laughs> of a cake right there. You just ignore the flour. But now pumpkin pie is legit. Trust me. Um, I'll have to give that a go. Yeah. Yeah, track it down. Funnily enough, um, Costco sells an absolute banger of a pumpkin pie for like 12 bucks, and it is huge. So if oh, you're ever in the out. area, pop by one and pick up one because it is... <laughs> yeah, I'll probably have to check it out and probably smash one down. Speaking of smashing, tried the Dragon Ball Z game, and I still like it. Played it with Sam. Did I... No, I don't think... Did I beat you, Sam? One? No? Uh, I don't remember. You beat... I think you beat Nato or Benny. One or both? maybe both, uh, but it's good. It's, it's like, not saying it's much. So much. It's still, it's well, still so much fun. As a f- person that doesn't really like fighting games, I could say that it's really enjoyable. As a person that didn't get into Dragon Ball Z but knows about Dragon Ball Z, it's really fun. Mm. Would I buy it though? Probably not. Okay, so yeah. it'll be good. Like it'll be good. Like a uh, go around to a mate's place. Have a, have a couple of games with them, but you wouldn't want to be dropping it, your cash down and playing it off, offline by yeah, yourself. It's kind of it's kind of like going to a friend's place <clears throat> and playing a couple of games where he makes you a margarita. Is that right, Sam? <laughs> yeah, you guys were so shit about that too. I thought I like knocked it out of the park. I made margaritas no, for I, everyone. I told you it was good. I said I was genuinely surprised at how good it was, considering how you put that together. <laughs> I said it was actually good. Was that with the I tequila I gave you? Yes, it was actually. Look at that <laughs> circle of life. Yeah, um, I made that clear. I think on the day too that this was the tequila that you gave me. Oh, uh, I didn't mind. It's just nice to know that yeah. I was there in some some degree. The odds were against this. Ali had a lot to say about the brand um, because yeah, it, it had a hat. Jose Suavo yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. It's the low end. Yeah, but it was still it worked out all right. Even he said it's low end. Yeah. Mm. Um, just building on what Ali was just saying, Dragon Ball Fighters. It's like. It's a game where it's like it sits only on one side or the other. It's quite binary. Like you can either have a, like a lot of fun playing it, button mashing, or like kind of half knowing what you're doing with yeah. other people who are like that. Or it's like your god tier up the other end doing insane combos. And you should like look at some of the combo vids 
for this game. I, it yeah, is I, ridiculous, I just, the combos people are pulling off. I just wanted to ask, because I watched some some highlights the other day on YouTube or it might have been on Twitter or something, and it just seemed like th- these these dudes were just popping super moves like every other turn. Like, is that no. happening all the time or was this just because he had his, I, I don't know, his bars I think built some up moves or something? like supers when they're not that super. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, there's like tiered. Yeah. Yeah. It just looked like eternal big action set pieces and I'm like, man... Not necessarily a bad thing, mind you. No, like, not at all. And it's, like, it's pretty easy to follow then. But I, like... Because I'm, I'm, like, not great. And I don't think I'd ever live it down if I didn't say that NATO... You heard it here me. first. NATO absolutely flogged me in this game on the weekend. Um, when we were it all there playing. It was a good progression to watch, yeah. I gotta be honest. He was getting good it pretty quick. It was really good. Yeah, he was getting yeah. good quick. But, um... It's like you you should look at some videos, like just YouTube some Dragon Ball Fighters combo vids because you see just how technical they are. Um, they incorporate a lot of the different game mechanics, and there's there's not actually a way to break them if you're mid combo. Um, games like I know the Naruto Shippuden series did it. I know that um, what else was good. I don't know. I think Xenoverse had it as well, like mechanics where if you're in the middle mm-hmm. of a combo, you can actually just sort of escape really quickly there's no way to do that if you're in the middle of these combos and it's kind of weird because some of these combos can do um sort of 50 percent damage reliably or beyond depending on you know how good the guy is that you've all my goodness it's fucking nuts it is nuts um yeah so i'm like i'm getting killed online and i'm getting over it very quickly it's fun to watch though i've got to say like with all the fighting games you kind of get a bit bored this one, it's fun to keep on watching. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Still, yeah, I, I, think- I just heard a, I heard a, um, a console power up. Then I think that was somewhere. Certainly my my waving hands just turned on my Xbox, <laughs> and it's just gonna be it's gonna be like, mom, and I'll be like, no, go die again. I I, I, I just like looked around the room here, and I'm like, no, there's no Xbox in here. There's a couple of Playstations, but oh, actually, no, there is an Xbox under the under the shelf there. Oops. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just waved my hands and it had a glimmer of hope and I just killed it right now, mm. so. Mm. So, Dream, what Probably. else What else you been playing? Apart from uh, getting touched up on uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Got absolutely crushed. Um, look, that's really it. That and a bit more Dissidia as well. And, um, yeah, there, there are videos of both of those up now. Yes, they're up now. Um, because this is being released on Friday the 9th of February. <laughs> You confuse the heck out of me because I'm like, you haven't sent me a single thing. No, no, we're in the How? future now, Brendan. Okay. We're in the future. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, listeners. Oh, the- oh, thanks for buying me that pizza, by the way, Sam. Thanks. That pizza that you bought me on Thursday, the 8th of February. <laughs> <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> on the topic um, of that, just, by the way, if you go into Costco nice. to get that pumpkin pie, get him to make you a large 18 inch pepperoni pizza to take away as well. You cannot That's go wrong. Folks. Get them to make you make you a good old eighteen inch. Mm-hmm. It's like thirteen bucks. It's the best. I've never been to Costco. I've it, only been to the one in America. It's it's a thing. It's it's intense. Like it's just so daunting, especially when you I see so. you see things you like, and then it's like, oh, I really could use that, and then it's like, okay, now you have to buy seven hundred of them. Mm. It's not that bad though. Some, like especially for like beauty products and stuff. Some things like which you boys clearly buy. Yeah, I know. You see this sheen right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's neck. a good thing. Is it a sheen? Is it good to have sheen? Ali. No, it's more of a glow. I know. I'd want a contour. Want. I want a good contour. 
Contour mm. makes your slice. You want a glow. What does a glow? glow? What does a glow look like? A glow is kind of what I look like. Um, Ooh, no, that's more baby. It's more like a darkness. Um, no, glow is like when, like literally, someone's skin is just like beaming. Like it's not dull. It's not like you know, just flat. And it kind of looks it's wet. Just like no, dewy. <laughs> But that's back to what you were saying before. Uh, a sheen. Is it if like, you've got a sheen, you like, may need to wipe your face. <laughs> like luminescent? <laughs> yeah, I think dreamy. No, luminescent, oh, okay. though, that's... God I think you're it. thinking highlight. Highlighter, when they're, like, glowing. Mm. Like, like they've got that shimmer. Glow? glow Glowing is, like, what happened when pregnant like, Glow means to, like, emit light. Isn't that kind of what yeah. glowing is? Yeah, and that's kind of like when you have glowy skin. Your skin is so, like, bright and clear and... I'll say one thing. I can appreciate a good smoky eye. What? What? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It's where they've sort of like shaded their um, their eyeshadow, um, and it goes obviously from like a dark tone through, or if maybe they're doing different colors and they blend it through real nice. That's a smoky eye. Isn't that like out of Beyonce film clips and stuff? Like, isn't that <laughs> most? Is- most a lot of women do that these days. Do they? I love where this is going. Where have I been? <laughs> Getting blotto. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I can't wait for the makeup tips uh, video that you're going to do. It's going to be great. <laughs> See it first on 8-Bit at YouTube. We are 8-Bit. That's yeah. it. Should we, um, should we dive into, into some news? news? <laughs> yeah. Please. This week's news headlines. All right. So we've only got sort of... Uh, three topics we were going to sort of cover off on today's episode they're they're a bit more beefy a bit more juicy uh the first one that's sort of doing the rounds at the moment is red dead redemption 2 uh there's a lot of rumors circulating due to some leaked information obviously the game's been delayed uh until october this year which is a bit of a shame Um, no it's fine my birthday guys oh and sam's i guess perfect i'll I'll buy one copy and you can time share it or something like that you can have it it's fine (gasps) oh But um, I'll take it. yeah. So so they've they've sort of been leaking. It's not all confirmed at the moment, but from insiders and, and various sources out there on all the main games media outlets, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, to no one's surprise, is going to confirm uh, have a battle royale mode in it. Apparently, so like a like a standoff. Yeah. So like obviously, Last Man Standing vibes, uh, similar to what they've obviously put into GTA Online, uh, which they brought in oh. last year. So I think it's going to sort of follow down that path. And on the back of that, regarding the multiplayer, there is a mode called Revive and Survive. So it's mm-hmm. going to be Team Deathmatch, similar to that, but uh, also have minimal opportunities or limited opportunities to revive teammates before they're dead for good. So it's going to be a permadeath sort of TDM mode. I don't mind that in multiplayer games. I like when there is a finite amount of lives where you can't just be sort of reckless willy-nilly. No, um, yeah. Yeah. Have they announced anything about a group heist, much like GTA? Yeah, they've got the last mode they're talking about. It's called Money Grab, uh, where two two teams fight over a central objective, collecting money and running it back to their base. Is that is that similar? No, no. I'm, I'm I'm more talking about heists where in GTA you get a crew of people and then you know you have to kind of essentially like plan and complete a heist where it's go to one location take it to this location and then move it over here yeah. like what they i would i yeah they've got like fully explorable trains is also what yeah. i was reading so yeah. i think that's probably going to lend like those assets will lend themselves to that kind of um game mode 
I think it'd be crazy Definitely. not to have it. It's like it's exactly. literally, you know, the, the Wild West. It's like outlaw country. Yeah, uh, who doesn't want to put what the, the whole up over their face and, and rob yeah, rob a what the whole garage. legends based around so like considering that it's there in gta 5 I, I think it's probably safe to say that it'll be there um that like that it's got a like a battle royale mode does that come as a surprise to either no. of you i feel like if you'd Not asked us a week ago like what modes do you think will be there i think we'd probably all say a battle royale mode yeah it is almost I becoming thought... just the presumed addition to a game with multiplayer yeah yeah. I'm not fond of the idea on in Red Dead Redemption, to be honest. Um, the only way that I'm liking the idea of it, only if it's set in a town. Like, you know how in the old movies, like, you know, everyone was just shooting each other Hell in yeah. the town, like Hell from little yeah. spaces kind of thing. That's the only way I think I'd enjoy like, it. I, I, guess, I guess it existed in, in Red Dead Redemption's online mode originally. Like, obviously, you could all exist in certain areas, but remember if you killed too many people, you'd get a wanted on you and your bounty would go up. So it'd be sort of like that, mm. but you'd have a just a specific, like everyone would be fair game, obviously. So mm. they're probably just going to expand on that. I it'll be very much like GTA in that sense as well, where someone can just throw a bounty on mm. your head whether you want it yeah. or not. And, and they've talked about yeah. a, a quote-unquote tent progression system similar to the apartments in GTA Online. Uh, open world activities so you can you can go fishing herding gold mining and weapon and riding challenges uh, there's... what about the shopping uh, yeah they're talking they're, they're talking about shops and they're also going to follow sort of day night cycles so they might only be open during day hours or night hours I Ooh. guess depending on the shops uh, they've mentioned customizable vehicles so mine carts hand carts carriages obviously the trains you'll probably be able to kit your horse out maybe get a nice sexy saddle and you know Brady's mane yeah. or whatever the heck. It's really sounding like GTA Five West. Mm-hmm. Is what it's this is all like. I wanted. Yeah. This is all I wanted. Yeah, if this is what they're going to give us, I'm yeah. stoked. It's yeah. not a bad so thing. Happy. Yeah, I'm. I'm keen. Like the first game, I loved it, and I've been debating maybe doing another fresh run on it leading up to it, just to sort of get full Wild West mode. Uh, maybe even do the, the the undead expansion. I can't remember what it was called exactly. Oh yeah. But um, run around that and catch the, the sort of the four undead horses of the apocalypse and stuff. So, well, you've yeah. got eight months to do it now. So, got plenty of time. Plenty, plenty of time. Plenty but, of time. Um, yeah, but I just like that they got out ahead of it and gave us a fixed date, even though it is six-ish months away from when we initially thought. Um, mm. You know, Rockstar, they walk to the beat of their own drum. They always have. This thing's going to sell. Like it's probably going to be the highest selling game of, of twenty. 2018 even though it does drop in october um but yeah i'm keen looks good sounds good mm. take my money i can't wait mm. yeah um something else that i'm actually excited for and i've pre-ordered i don't know what you guys think about it and um it's a little bit older news now but we haven't really talked about it at all and it was uh nintendo doing more quirky nintendo things when they uh unveiled the nintendo labo or labo a few weeks ago what name itself yeah they're always weird with their with their names like the Wii U even the Switch like it makes a bit of sense now but when they first announced it I was like mm, Switch could be a bit more but what do you think have you has have you looked into this much have you have you sort of digested what they're trying to put out you think it's going to work you think it's stupid I don't know like this is like one of those things where I'm sure I'll say it sounds like a stupid idea and then it will just it'll go off like for some reason it just will take off kind of thing there's an element to it where I kind of appreciate what it could be doing for young kids in regards to an engineering side um, and having them a sense of ownership and maybe even get into game development. Who knows? Like, um, 
being a part of the creation process in regards to mm. their Switch and how they play their games kind of thing. But um, I was also wondering about affordability, but I've heard some wacky ideas about prices. I've, I've got all the prices if, if you want me to run them down. Yeah, let's go. So uh, the cheapest kit, which is a Nintendo Labo customization kit, which is just the, the, the decals, I guess you could say. So you get some text and some stickers and you can sort of add some bling blang to your to your stuff you're going to make in the in the labo kits that's 14.95 okay not too bad Mm. but then for the variety kit which is the one that you've seen with the ads where there's the fishing game there's the piano and and a few other bits and pieces Mm. that's a hundred bucks and then the next one the robot one you saw where you make the bloody big backpack and sort of walking around Mm -hmm. with the uh with the joy cons being a big robot yourself that's 120 bucks Holy crap. Mm. So it's a bit on the higher end. Yeah, it's expensive cardboard. Okay, so there goes that's that's the thing. That throws out my whole like, oh, it's affordability. It's kind of you you know, being creative and affordable kind of thing. But no, that's just kind of Oh, mm. like these are a bit of a bad taste. In regards to what it does for the actual like the interactive nature of the the switch. Do you reckon it really brings much? Like, is there any of them that you guys want to look at? I've I've pre-ordered just the variety kit. I didn't do the robot one. So the variety kit gives you uh, the house. You get the motorbike. You get the piano, the fishing rod, and then the two RC, the remote control car version as well. Um, mm. Hundred bucks still is a little bit sort of rich in in my thought process, especially if these are almost going to be nothing more than tech demos. Like if you do mm. this and it ends or wraps in 10 minutes you get let's say you get an hour of time out of this all up like it's it's a bit pretty light on and a bit of a piss take financially but things like if even though it is like a stripped down baby version of piano but if you could almost teach kids or teach people to to learn music on it things like that where that's where the staying power might be where there is that educational tool to it like i love fishing as much as the next guy but I'm not going to sit there and play with my Labo fishing rod and N- Nintendo Switch for hours upon hours. I think I'll muck around at once uh-huh. and show people here and there, but it's more about the, the long-term ones, like the instrument ones and, and sort of building the robot and, and more of the physical hands-on we're putting all together, I think, is where it's going to keep people potentially coming back. Hmm. I wonder what the uh, safety net, in case you're really crap at putting shit together like if you rip it yeah where's the liability go like if you tear tear mm. your pretty labo kit are they just like so sad too bad or i'm, I'm sure to be like mate, bits? i'm sure to be like super easy to put together it did look pretty easy to put the pieces together in the like at least in the trailer but i mean i'm sure they'd, they'd make everything look easy there it, uh, i think it's very gimmicky sorry just answering yeah. that question yeah. from before i think it's it's super gimmicky i'm sure there'll be like a few others that they'll do and then they'll probably scrap it um, yeah I, I don't know it would be cool if you could make your own shit and then somehow incorporate that I was going to say do you reckon someone some like you know like you know back of woods kind of like company will just like bring out their own they they have like, they have talked about potentially opening up the like or providing an SDK for uh, developers with um, obviously with uh, software experience to, to write their own little bits and pieces. So mm. like, and one, one that comes to mind for me is like uh, Rudism out of New Zealand, you know, oh, him yeah. having some fun with this kind of stuff. Those, those sort of more um, techie quirky content creators that are just 
leaps and bounds ahead of anybody as far as putting yeah. funky stuff together like imagine the controllers and and things that he and and, and various other people out there would make and try and tackle i think that's mm. fun where if they do open it up to others to to try and have a crack at making some stuff to integrate into Labo, i think that could be cool mm. yeah, i guess so it's mm. just i guess it's really hard at this stage to kind of see um the longevity, the value for money. Yeah. Well, the, and, money and on- the, the money's in the software though, right? Like when you're buying these kits, the, what you're paying for is cardboard, but it's also the, the, the program itself. Correct, yeah. So like presumably if you break the cardboard, maybe they'll have like, I don't know, refresher packs or something for mm. like 3 or $4, which I don't know, might might make it, make, like, it, it might make a bit more sense to me if that was the case. Like yeah. the cardboard costs nothing, you could buy it for nothing and you're just like paying for these programs that's my biggest question mark with it too is like even with the the build a robot one where you're making this big robot backpack taking that thing off and on regularly you know cardboard's not the most sturdy robust equipment out there so it's going to wear and tear and break down really quick so yeah you know, how long's how long's the life cycle on on building these bits of componentry for it's gonna you know how especially with young kids you think of how rough and tumble kids are you know some of these yeah. things are going to be wrecked after 10 minutes mm. that's true but yeah I nintendo know. i don't know i don't think i'll i don't think i'm gonna be jumping on it mm. yeah so I've, I've got one pack just want to give it a go i might might re- regret buying it once i play with it a bit but I thought, you know, let's give it a crack. I like how they are trying to sort of diversify a little bit. And, you know, Nintendo are always walking to the beat of their own drum. Uh, mm. They had a bump a year. Maybe this might sort of sink them a little bit as far as, um, you know, shares and whatnot go for, for 2018. But, uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to bring new people to the Switch, especially at the price point of the Switch currently. Like if maybe they just Switch Lite with this in it. Um, mm. but it's it's just too expensive, especially if you're trying to get young kids into it. Yeah. Ponying yeah. up five, six hundred bucks for a switch and then a then a Labo kit. Mummy and daddy or uh whoever the parents might be, I don't think they're gonna be happy ponying up that kind of cash. Mm. For cardboard no, too. You can you not. can imagine like uh some out of touch parent who's like, I just paid a hundred dollars for cardboard <laughs> Not even an out of touch parent, I'm still thinking like that. Mm. Yeah. Maybe you're getting old yeah so maybe 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 we i don't know nintendo just come out with some interesting head scratching ideas and concepts sometimes sometimes they land sometimes they go splat so we'll see what happens uh end, end of april i think it's april 26th don't quote me the exact date but i know it's that last week of april when it gets released so we'll see we'll see what comes of that then hmm should be interesting mm. either way and the last one uh, wanted to sort of quickly touch on is uh, Dr. Disrespect, okay, Guy Beam, I think you pronounce his surname. I've never been certain on that. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. back after about a, a month hiatus. Uh, as as most listeners may or may not know, he took some time off because he publicly came out and admitted uh, infidelity on stream, cheated on his wife, uh, who what? he has married, happily married <coughs> with a young child, jumped on the stream, told his stream team that, uh, yep, I've done the bad. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to try and work through this. <coughs> Went away, made his return today. Oh, made his return this week, sorry. Uh, and in that, he's also taken out the record on Twitch for the highest peak of concurrent viewers for an individual. He had 388,000 people watching him at one time. 388,000. What is he? I think I was in there around that time and chat was just spam. What yeah. does he do? What? Sorry if I'm, I'm like, 
you know me, I'm super ignorant to Twitch streamers. What, what what's like his uh, his whole thing? What does he play? It's more his persona. Mm. He's playing a character, which is Doctor Disrespect. A vision, your stereotypical eighties action hero. You know, he's you know got the mullet. He's got the glasses. He's got the mustache, and he's got this like you know get up that makes him look like some really cheesy. Uh, action star kind of thing and he has this attitude mm. and he had the uh, slick daddy's club uh, that you could feel to be a part of and you know he had an attitude about him but it was all a persona yeah. it was all a character right. and for the most part it was good it was it was very creative it was very um, imaginative very um, I don't know like it was, it was it was a good interaction for people it wasn't mm. just a, just a, any twitch streamer yeah you know, and any like. and he was committed to it like he had the um it's robo doc right one of his other personas that he had on there and then he acts out skits and and does all kinds yeah. of funny interactions and and skits and and themes and custom backgrounds and yeah like the the marketing machine behind him is just full pelt ahead like it's it's fantastic it is as ali said he's that 80s machismo action star mm. um and it, and it is fantastic to watch and, he, and he's committed to it like he, he don't break character mm. uh he won trending game of the year last year mm-hmm. uh beating out a, a lot of pretty reputable people um and then shortly after that was when obviously the the infidelity stream came out went away uh, yeah. al, as ali said because he was that hypersexualized macho man and he was the head of the the slick daddy's club um he's he's come back and rebranded that as the champions club uh now because obviously he doesn't want to promote over sexual sexualization and you know hunting women because he's he's a happily married man and and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah it's it's interesting a lot more emphasis about um He's the way he announced his return was saying that his wife is a dangerous assassin. Yeah, Mrs. Assassin. So, yeah. So now it's kind of like so, him saying everything's cool, man. My wife's in on it. She's an assassin. I don't know. For me, that kind of leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. A part of me was kind of thinking, and I hate thinking like this, boys and girls. But like, he was the breadwinner. Yeah. So all had to be forgiven and forgotten. Bring the wife in. Everything's okay. Let's make the money. What? Like, that's like, so crazy. That's, how, that's, that's, that's so crazy. Mind, that's your whole that's life. That's how my mind kind of went. That's, your, that's, that's, how my mind. that's like your whole life blown up for the public. Mm. And and then you're like, in on it? That sounds weird. But then there's other... It, it, that's what I felt. I kind of felt it was a bit there weird. There was other rumor mill, like, oh, just, just general internet rumors and hype where they're talking... They were talking about maybe it even might have been a skit from the start. <gasps> just to build more hype and, like, and that, be more of a I'm talking sorry, point. I'm sorry than any... <laughs> any kind of like respect or appreciation I had for what he did for gaming communities and all that sort of stuff in Twitch if he honestly put himself out there he didn't say Dr. Disrespect cheated on his wife no he said Guy Beam yeah, or whatever Guy his Beam. Name, real name is he cheated on his wife mm. wow. so I don't know well, say Dr. Disrespect did it don't say you as a person did it so I hope it wasn't yeah so, so do I and like I don't think it was but if it was like, oh my god but I just feel I feel work. dirty I feel dirty talking about well, this you, sh- you should have seen man like within the, within the first 10 minutes of that stream kicking off he had $15,000 in US donations in 10 minutes 15k just poof, straight up and and that was just for him right yeah. like I no one ever confirmed that like 
maybe he secretly said it was for a charity. No, nah, that was just like him. That, that was, that straight, was straight up him in the that back pocket. That also bothers me. That bothers me a little bit. It's kind of like, yeah, you cheated on your wife, but don't worry, mate. Come back. Here's some money for it. And you said it was a month hiatus? Yeah, it was It was about a month, I think. Maybe it might have been a little bit longer, but it was, maybe, was late maybe last a couple, year. But it might be definitely two. definitely felt like he came back pretty quick. Yeah, he came back. And, and one of the other things I've noticed is he's taken all the humor mods away. It's all done by bots now. And because a lot of that was some of the mods that used to mod his channel actually shared some of the information or, or stirred these rumors about the infidelity um, during streams a couple of days after he came out with it. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's taken a bit of that power back and more control over, I guess, who can who can act on behalf of him and get access to his information and whatnot. Mm. He's funny. Yeah. He's funny. Like, some of the things he says and does is insensitive. Um and you, you'll see there's there's a, there's a fresh fresh hate train circulating on him now where he, he does get pretty racist sometimes um, here and there. And, and it is quote-unquote in character, and, and that's what some people are trying to defend him on, but it is pretty messed up. He'll, he'll carry on when, Asi- I- when Asians jump into a North American server and apparently lag out the server or make him have lag because of, you know, peer-to-peer latency or whatnot. And then he just chucks it, you know, starts talking asian um i don't know what what sort of tongue he's trying to replicate but going on and on and on and on and on so it's yeah he's he's polarizing mm-hmm. you know he's, he's splitting this audiences is, this is also that weird kind of part where i'm like kids of certain ages have access to him granted that twitch has that lovely little button that's like by the way this is for mature <laughs> content are you over 18 well yes of course i am but, like, kids, like, I remember one thing that I saw that was adorable, not adorable anymore, which was a cute little kid that was dressed up as Dr. Disrespect meeting him and doing, like, a cute little dance and everything with him. And at first I was like, when I saw it at first, I was like, oh, that's so cute, mm. isn't that so sweet? And now after everything, I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Young kids watch not, this guy. Not, like, not saying it should be one way or the other, but, like, surely if you're, like, being a bit racist, that's against the terms of service. No? Yeah, to a degree, like uh, it's it's, and does I it, think what does it like, depend but, on? But you look at, look, well, yeah, it is against. But you look at, you look at Twitch, you look at YouTube, Doctor Disrespect, PewDiePie, that Logan Paul, all these types of people. They're oh, they're yeah. their breadwinners. They're their bankable, for lack there of a better term, stars. Yeah. So obviously they're going to be measured with a different different set of rules as opposed to streamer X or streamer Y, which is another discussion altogether. But yeah, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. I'm 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 cool with it. I just you know I'm not cool with it. I'm just I don't know. Mm. You're right. It's just, it's it is bullshit. I don't know why I would expect it to be like I don't know fair and just. I <laughs> don't watch Twitch I streams, people. In, I definitely believe in forgiveness. I do believe in forgiveness, right? Yeah. But there's I feel like there's just this whole different thing with this in regards to just also being a personality to kids. Yeah to you know young adults and that's where i'm kind of like there's going to be a lot of blurred lines here on what's okay what's a good way to handle a situation um yeah i don't know it's it's a bit iffy like i said doesn't stop the fact that he was extremely creative and what he did for you know the twitch streaming and setting you know twitch to a different level and what can be offered entertainment wise Mm. But this particular thing always makes me a bit irky. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you too. Like, fair enough him taking away. but and, and I guess 
I, I understand that a lot of these these content creators they want to be transparent and and share their lives with their communities but something of this magnitude wouldn't you kind of just say hey we've got some pretty serious things going on in, in my personal life in my real life in my guy beam life i got to take some time away to get that stuff sorted out you know yeah, and leave and it at that exactly and that, that was always like one little thing where it's kind of like okay yeah what he did was shit but that's his family life yeah that's got nothing to do that's got nothing to do with me that's something that he has to deal with with him and his yeah, wife yeah and that's it like the poor wife she's voiceless in this she is just no she's the assassin she's the assassin <laughs> Mrs. Assassin oh now. well I mean like when he first told the world that this happened like obviously he probably broached it with her because it was a pre-recorded video and things like that or pre-planned mm-hmm. for the stream um, but yeah it's just bizarre that they, that they throw it out like that and then, then you get all these clowns on the internet they're like, man, we forgive you, Dr. Disrespect. We stand by. And it's like, your words don't mean fucking shit. Unless she forgives you, who gives a fuck about the rest of you maggots out there? Like, it shouldn't account to anything. I feel like we're... Yeah. I feel like we swapped hats. You're getting all... Like, <laughs> <laughs> all angry about what the Twitch streamer did. I'm just sitting here writing rap lyrics. <laughs> do, do you want to... Do you want to share some of that? Uh, those Hang those on. fierce beats. Let me let me, let them, me put a beat down. None of them are good. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was me putting a beat down, man. Oh wow! <laughs> Sounds like a couple of horses talking by the bloody the chaff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a horse has got like it's got like something. It's trying to sneeze, but it can't quite get it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's let, oh. let's move into the final segment of this potty. iTunes review of the week, and this review comes to us via way of B C W. Give us that tasty five stars out of five stars on the iTunes, and the headline reads: Number one Aussie gaming podcast. Oh, hot damn! I think we need to retire right now because I don't think we can ever beat that, and there's only one way to go from here but down. So uh, it's true. Yeah, let's let's end on a high right now. So see you later. Um, but anyway, the review the it reads: one of the best gaming podcasts out there. Full stop. Quality and entertaining crew. Full stop. A must listen every week. Full stop. Hashtag stay hungry! Exclamation point. Got the slogan in there. Mm-hmm. Got to appreciate yeah, that. On, Hashtag yeah, on brand. Um, I, I just want to like say, we, we, one minute we're the number one Aussie gaming podcast and now we're just one of the best gaming podcasts out there. So, see, number one in Australia, but out there, we're still up there. Yeah, see, I, I, can, I can respect that. At least, see, I read that and then I think, okay, we can't quit right now because we need to be number one in the world. We just don't want to be yeah. one of the best. Not just the city, yeah, the world. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, BCW, thank you for that review. Yes, thank you very much, BCW. It's a lovely thing to say. Obviously, yeah, I don't know is. by what metric you could judge it, but in your heart, if that's the metric we're using, BCW, it's good to know that we're in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd like to um, give some appreciation out to the silent voters out there that didn't write a review but gave us a rating. Uh, we have jumped from 89 to 91 um, on the on oh. the reviews there so we are yeah. almost at one for one again uh, so thank you to you other two quiet uh, quiet superstars out there that took the time you bloody legends bloody legends but uh, yeah as, as we always say week in and week out these reviews are our lifeblood they keep the emotional lights on in our hearts 
be sure to uh, rate, subscribe, review, not only us if you haven't yet, but also any other podcasts you do listen to out there because, uh, yeah, it keeps us hustling, keeps us happy. Spread that love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also spread that love to the hashtag 8-Bit Collective, mm-hmm. which is uh, oh, yeah. not only us, but another seven other podcasts, all part of uh, the 8-Bit banner. Check them all out at 8bit.net. Very diversified portfolio we've got here now. Gaming, there are some hot takes out there pop now. culture, general news, D and D, Nintendo specific stuff. We've got short form interview stuff. We've got it all. You know, you, you don't ever need to change that station because we have got stuff coming into your ears and into your hearts every single day. Hashtag Eight Bit Collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than that, that's that's about all I've got to say for this episode. I've I've got to sort of cool down after uh, getting a bit wound up there about. Mr. Disrespect at it's the end, right. so... It's all right, mate. You're passionate. You're just like, you, you go, you have like an iced tea or something, something to cool off Ooh, when it's hot. hot I'd love an are. iced tea. What's, what's the weather where you are right now? I know it's a boring as fuck subject, and I feel like in, in my head, I'm like, I can't believe you just asked that, Sam, what's wrong with you? But like, yeah, what, what's going on in Queensland at the moment? It's really hot. I'm just going to give you... Um, it's saying right now that it's 25 degrees, uh, which isn't bad, but it's just the, it's the it's the humidity that gets you. It's also 9 p.m. 25 yeah. here. Is it? Yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm in the ditch of Sydney, though. So, you know. <laughs> it does in get hot ditch. out your it's way. It's, it it is, definitely gets hot It is way. an actual ditch. I'm yeah. obviously not going to give away where I am, mm. but yeah, it's an actual ditch, guys. Yeah, and it gets, hot. it gets it hot. It gets hot. But no, nah, it's, it's warm. It's pretty warm. It's just, it's especially warm in here where we record. There's no AC in here, so I've just got a fan sort of pushing around warm air slightly cooling the room you know every, every few minutes potentially so it gets a bit gets yeah. a bit bitey mm. Mm. what are we but doing yeah. this weekend this weekend i'm getting a tattoo heck I'm yeah a tattoo. what how did we yeah. not hear about this i completely forgot yeah i forgot <laughs> Damn. i got an sms today <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting i'll just uh, just a uh, light wording around my wrist i'll post a photo and make damn a straight for everyone looking yeah. forward to seeing this that saturday this saturday heck check yeah. the instagrams I'm hopefully going to be playing a heap of Hunt Showdown uh, if those servers ever decide to come back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm going to be uh, probably having my last run at Dragon Ball Fighters. I think last especially run. yeah, I and then on really to Monster don't... Hunter. Yeah, and then on to Mon- exactly. <laughs> but I really don't see myself playing it beyond um, next week. But the weekend after this one is the first York Street battle for the year, the first YSB. Um, going to start training? Yeah, that's it. I'm going to obviously more Tekken, but uh, it would be fun to get my ass handed to me again by elite people um, playing Dragon Ball Fighters. So, yeah. Take that, NATO. Yeah, NATO should come back from Perth to participate mm. in the York he's, Street he's battle. He's much too far away. <laughs> he is, yeah. He is. It's... It was nice hanging out with him and Betty. I have to say, it's like really cool. That's the one amazing thing always about conventions is seeing people that you don't usually see, like especially the people who make the trip interstate. Yeah, and um, I saw you were blowing down with our boy Jack Cruz from it is from it is what it is as well. There was a very yeah. nice photo you sent me on um, Saturday night, I think it was. Yeah, of uh, me, him, and NATO at the uh, PBA kind of funny meetup. The kind put of funny clothes meetup. on, but you know. We had clothes on. That was that was the one with the Thanks. clothes on. Hmm. Um, oh wait, what? I thought you were talking about the other photo. Carry on. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> that, that, that sounds really sus. Now. It's all right. I'll quit while I'm ahead. Uh, 
I'm not ahead. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> also, I know you just flagged the hashtag 8 Collective, but I was listening to It Is What It Is today with um, with Cruzy and NATO. And my God, do they get deep on some very like controversial things. I'm, I'm scared. Zero to 100. Oh, because I, I'm, I'm recording with, with Jack on Friday, so I, I don't know what to expect, but I'm... Has he- has he told you what you're talking about? Not yet. He's going to send it to me tomorrow. So these hot takes are going to be scorching they, hot because they, I'm just going to be edge of my seat. They they were like talking about um, like a lot about American politics. They were talking about Australia Day, change the date or what. Oh my goodness. Um, these are all things that I just don't oh like, my know that I could ever talk to. It's you guys, you guys are scheduled intense. for an upcoming episode each, remember? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm strap gonna, in. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll try and send him topics. I'll see how that mm. plays out. Yeah, so that's also what I'm doing this weekend. In between Hunt Showdown, I'm going to be recording It Is What It Is with our boy Jack Cruz on Friday night. Exciting. All right, should we uh, call this an episode and uh, move on out of here for another that's, week? Let's do it. Just want to say again, thank you to uh, Michael from Reset for that tasty, tasty, tasty intro and outro track that he put together mm-hmm. for us. Um Getting a lot of love, a lot of hype out there. A lot of people on the socials are saying it is phenomenal. Mm. And um, I agree. I'm loving it. I agree. Uh, but yeah, find us as a collective at We Are 8-Bit on all the socials and as well on uh, youtube.com forward slash We Are 8-Bit. Find me everywhere at Brendan8Bit. You can find me at Miss Ali Hunt. And you can find me at Salim TD. All right, 8-Bit Nation. Until next week, much love. Stay hungry.